Do you really know yourself? Do I really know myself? That's a question we ask ourselves every now and again, and the answer is not clear cut. I am Dr. Duny, a mom empowerment coach, a family doctor, and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Super Mom. Today, we are going to talk about this important topic of increasing our self-awareness as mothers. On this Wellbeing for Mothers show, you know the drill. We are all about looking at the realistic pictures that motherhood brings. And we're also looking about ways by which we as mothers can enhance our well-being, body, mind, soul, and spirit to ensure overall health for ourselves. And by so doing, we'll be able to pass that on to our children. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive right in. When I was growing up as a child, I was very interested in Greek mythology. And I came across this description. It was an inscription on the entrance to the temple of Apollo in Greece. And it has this very short yet powerful statement, know thyself. Now, when, of course, at that time, I was quite young, I did not understand fully what that meant. I knew, of course, thyself was talking about you, knowing you. You probably wonder, how could a child that age, I think I was about seven or so, when I heard that statement, how would she know this? It just so happened that um, we had these gifts of the another small Gideon Bibles. There was the green one and the blue one. The green one had more modern type English, but the blue one had a had all the thee and thou and thine in there. And I happened to have the blue one. So I started learning how to read the Bible using the thee and the thous. So know thyself was something that just kept coming to me from the moment I read about that inscription. And that is a question we ask ourselves. Do you really know yourself? As mothers, we sometimes forget who we are. And by virtue of forgetting who we are, we tend to do certain things for everybody else. And when we are asked about what we want, we are not sure what exactly it should be. But that does not have to be the case. We as mothers need to recognize that we have got an identity. And the moment we start to appreciate our knowledge of ourselves, we start to go into ourselves to understand ourselves better. We will know what is best for us and be able to express it so that people would know what they can do to support us as well. As a family doctor, I see people and when I ask questions to try to make a diagnosis of why they've come to see me in the clinic, they need to have the knowledge of what they've been through or what they're going through and be able to explain it to me. It's only when they can tell me what they feel that I will be able to use my knowledge, my skills, my expertise to help them to get to the root cause, the diagnosis, and hence give them a treatment. 
which would help them going forward. And so that's knowledge of knowing thyself, which was dated back many years in Greece, is still relevant even now. That is what we call self-awareness, being aware of yourself. Now you remember, you are not just made up of body. So it's not just about the awareness of what you feel on your face or your hands. It's about your thoughts in your mind, your emotions in your soul, and your yearnings of your spirit. This is, of course, quite a broad topic, and we are going to deal with it one step at a time. Today, we're going to look at ways by which we can increase our self-awareness. Sometimes we look for external tools, and sometimes we do go deep in to find out what exactly we're feeling. Now, today, I'm going to talk about what we did and what we can do and what we can continue to do. So this is me talking in the past, in the present, and in the future of how we can increase our self-awareness. In the past, you might have thought about a time when you perhaps had a diary or you had a journal or you had some means of writing how you felt. If you ever did that, just think back to that time. Or perhaps you did not write down, but you maybe told friends or family about how you felt. Or even when you were a child, talking to your parents about how you felt or your friends or a teacher. Those are the things we did. We were able to express either in words or in writing how we felt. I remember in high school, there was this um, very not great practice, but some people kept diaries and unfortunately brought them to school. And when they brought them to school, those diaries would go missing. And when they went missing, you'll find some cluster of people in one corner they have, they have the stolen diary and they're reading through their diary. This happened on the 10th of January or this happened on the 5th of December, you know, kind of thing. And some very um, intimate details are written in the diary. Now, of course, that's not something I condone. However, it's something that we did. Some people still do that even now. So right now, let's look at what we are doing to increase our self-awareness, apart from writing down, because you need to know what to do to write down. I'll start with the way you feel within you. I remember the first time I was called out in school to come and receive a prize. I was supposed to come out of the assembly line and go up the stage um, right in front of the whole school to receive a prize. I recall having butterflies in my tummy. I recall feeling a little bit unsteady on my feet. I could not actually feel my legs move. I was moving, I know I was moving forward, but I did not realize what was helping me to move forward. I don't know if that has ever happened to you. And those kind of sensations made me more, um, self-conscious. And at that point, I also couldn't hear properly. <laughs> so even though there were applause going on, 
I could not hear a thing. My senses seemed a little bit dulled. And the, all that made me feel, um, am I in the right place? What's going on? It was almost as though things were static. That breakdown of how I felt in the moment are ways that by which we can see how we feel. Our senses, we have got six senses. I'm going to deal with, talk about them. We've got the sense of sight. So that's where, the way you see things. Now, obviously, we talk about seeing with your eyes, or you can also see with um, your sense of sight, which is, doesn't relate to your eyes. The way you interpret or perceive something can be a way of um, appreciating and using the sense of sight. We also have the sense of touch. That's where you are feeling either with your skin or your fingers, or you perhaps you're feeling some form of energy. That is how you feel. Now, the third one is the sense of smell. That's, of course, what you smell. And you know, there are some times that people have said, oh, I smell trouble. It's not as though they're sniffing and the, the, um, the fumes from whatever it is that they have said, the trouble is getting into the olfactory lobe and it's getting into their brain. No, sometimes you can perceive something ominous, something exciting coming your way. The other sense I want to talk about is the sense of hearing. Now, the sense of hearing is just so profound in the sense that you can actually hear things that are external. And that's what these uh, two flaps called pina are for. They're almost like two satellite dishes trying to pack all the sounds in our environment and direct them into our ears. And also, there are some times where you hear from within. It's almost as though you're having someone speak from within you. Sometimes that can come almost as um, a spiritual enlightenment. And I do feel that sometimes when I have this message or this thought dropped in my spirit, it's almost as though someone has said something. It wasn't, I did not think about it. It just sounded like a distinct voice. And I know that no one was around me. So without sounding all woo-woo, it's just interesting that we have that perception of sight, hearing, smell, touch, and now we move to the next one, which is taste. We all know that for you to enjoy your food, you need to be able to taste it. When you put something in your mouth, you can tell whether it's bitter, it's sour, it's sweet, it's salty, it's spicy. You will be able to tell because you have a sense of taste. And so being able to use these senses is so important. But we can, we can apart from using them to perceive what's coming in, we can use them to perceive what's coming from within us or our reaction or our response to things happening within or around us. Now, the sixth sense is such a key sense, and that I talk in more detail in my book, Every Mom is a Supermom. With using the sixth sense, you can actually 
perceive way more than all the other senses. There are sometimes you have an inner knowing. And as mothers, it's something that we have experienced. There are sometimes you just know something isn't right, but you can't really describe it. Or you know something is wrong or something is just the right choice. And you go for it. And people ask you, what's the rationale? And you say, I just have this gut feeling that there's something. If that has ever happened to you, I would like you to share it. Because these, those moments are those gut feeling moments, those sense moments, the sixth sense moments. There are many times where um, we have ignored our sixth sense. I know I have done that and I have paid for it dearly. But we can obviously apologize to the sixth sense. Don't worry, I'll pay attention to you next time. And of course, please do pay attention to the sixth sense because it's such an important um, aspect of our being. There was a day I was um, speaking to one of my patients. The lady had brought her five-year-old daughter who was very unwell. And when she came in, of course, after reporting she was very unwell, I thought to myself, okay, we checked over, we did everything, and everything was fine. And then this girl was running around in my room, playing with my stethoscope, playing with everything. And anybody would have said, nah, this child is okay. So I told mom, I, I said, and mom was looking very confused. I said, mom, what's happening? And she says, I promise I'm not lying. This child was very unwell. I was very scared. I looked at her in her eyes and I said, I understand. My children do the same. <laughs> they do exactly the same. They look like they're so unwell. Their temperature is through the roof. They, they are so lethargic. But the moment we get to the doctors, they are fine and running around. The temperature seems to have disappeared. I said, I understand totally. So after explaining uh, that I did understand and I could recognize that because it has happened to me, she had a sense of relief. She was not doubting herself anymore. She was not doubting her senses anymore. And she was able to say, okay, so what can we do now? I said, ah, that is a very good question. Based on what was going on, it was a situation whereby this child had a viral infection, had a running nose and certain things. And of course, we needed to keep an eye out. But I said to her, these are some of the measures that you're going to put in place to help with her symptom control and also to just make sure that everything is fine with her. But however, if one, she gets more unwell, two, she does not drink most importantly, or does not pass urine. And three, you just feel anything within you that doesn't sit well. You just feel there's something wrong. And even if you don't know how to explain it or you cannot understand it, please bring her back. And if we're not open, take her to the emergency room. I said this because I know how powerful our sixth sense as mothers are that sometimes you know something is not right. So even if your child has decided they want to become 
well because they've gotten to the doctors. Don't doubt yourself as a mother. That sixth sense was given to you to do so much more than you could ever imagine or think about. So that's my word to moms today. Don't forget that your sixth sense may not be explainable, but you can utilize it for your own good. So having said that, I'm going to go into how we can increase our self-awareness using our senses. First of all, I'll start with a sense of sight. The sense of sight is such a great one because you can see certain things. And I'm going to give an example. It was my birthday and my children decided they wanted to give me something, um, a special gift. So they got me this lovely necklace. And I don't know if you notice, for those who can see, but this necklace changes color in connection with my mood. And they wanted, they loved it so much because we had gone to a castle some time ago and we bought some what we call mood rings. And we all had rings where it would change color. And we were so excited by the color change um, when you were excited or calm or happy, it would change. So right now it's showing I'm excited. And yes, I am excited. And when you put these rings on, that's what they reflect. Now, for some reason, we kind of misplaced the rings. <laughs> and so my daughter says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get mom a necklace. This time around, necklaces don't really get missing because it has to be put around your neck, right? Rings, you probably have to take them off to wash your hands, especially with washing your hands every ever so often with... Um, COVID and all going all around. So we, I had to do a lot of hand washing. And of course, with my work as a medical doctor, there was lots of hand washing as well. So um, just figured that, look, you know what, let's make a necklace. So that is a visual guide that some people use. Some people like wood rings, some people is a, a bracelet. And that can give you an awareness of how you feel. But most importantly, you can also look within yourself. Sometimes you might see certain lines on your face. Sometimes you might see bags under your eyes. You can see some darkened patches on your face. Now, I know this sounds like little things that people may not have noticed or thought about, but these are things you can notice that would make you more aware of how you feel and whether there's something that you need to raise a red flag about. So um, when you look at yourself, what do you see? Sometimes you could see yourself glowing. And you know, during pregnancy, there's some people during pregnancy, they start to glow, they start to, they, they have this, like a hue that just comes forth. And then even before their tummy begins to protrude, you know they're pregnant. There are also some people that when they are tired, it reflects. I know my mom would say to me when I was in medical school, because medical school, I never really had a very great sleep. <laughs> um, especially towards exam, she'd be like, Duny, your eyes are shining. 
And they was, had a particular type of shine. And when they had that shine, she knew that I was either going to get sick very soon or I was really undergoing a lot of stress. And she knew that that's my mom for you. So what is that thing that you know about you that you can see? What am I perceiving myself by sense of sight might not be the same with you. So I want you to take a moment now. Think about what it is that you can see in yourself. The second thing is the sense of touch or feeling. Now, this feeling is very important because when we talk about the sense of touch, we think about the what we can feel. Sometimes it might be the shakes. Are your hands more shaky? Sometimes when you have those kind of sensations, you're thinking about things like fear or worry. Sometimes you might feel the butterflies in your tummy, which could either be fear, worry, or excitement. And then you can also have some people that have increased sweatiness. And those areas where they have increased sweatiness can be the, the foreheads, um, the palms of their hands, the soles of their feet, or their armpits. And you have these people just break into sweat. Most of the time, it's as a result of um, a form of apprehension or worry that maybe something's about to happen and they do not know what to do. Now, there are some times where you just feel this um, weakness. You want to do something, but you just don't have that energy. That ability to perceive where that energy drain is most felt is very key because when you're able to understand where it is felt, you can seek help about it. You would know who to turn to. You would know what to say, how to express it. And that person you're turning to help for will be able to support you, make the right diagnosis, give you the right advice, give you the right tools. And so at this point, I want you to think about those times that you have felt something within you. Those times that you might have not paid attention. And that's why sometimes our body, our mind, our soul speaking to us, but we don't pay as close attention. And initially it starts as a whisper. Oh, I'm not feeling great. And then when we don't listen to that whisper, it becomes a whimper. Oh, come on, do something. Oh, come on, please. And then when we don't pay attention to that, it becomes a scream and a shout. That is where we then fall really ill. That is where we have a breakdown. That is where we get burned out. And we don't want that to happen. So increasing our self-awareness is so important. I'm going to share with you one thing you can do every day to increase your self-awareness. You know, this show, the Wellbeing for Mothers show, is all about increasing your awareness on a consistent basis. And now that you know this, I want you now to look into yourself 
and do this practice at least once a day. You can do it twice a day if you want, but at least once a day, do this practice because it's going to help to increase the awareness that you have of yourself using your senses to achieve this aim. Most importantly, the sense of feeling and touch. So if you have not subscribed already, please go ahead, download this episode, share with people and subscribe. And I would love to hear from you what you think about what you're learning. And in addition, you'll be able to interact with me and let me know how things are going for you. So today's practice I'm going to share with you is a very popular practice. And it's one that would just require you to assume a position of comfort, either sat down um, in a quiet, relatively quiet place, a place where you feel calm, a place where you feel joy. So just go there and just sit. You just need about five minutes, okay? Sometimes even less than five minutes. And what this, what happens with this is, before you start, we're going to connect first to our breath. The first thing is sit comfortably in a relatively quiet place. Take a deep breath in and out. What that does is that it helps to bring in more oxygen to the different parts of your being, but also creates a calm as well. Now, while you're sat down, I want you to close your eyes lightly if you can, and just pay attention to yourself. Now, obviously, if this is not something you can do now because you're busy, you're driving, you're operating heavy machinery, please continue, but know that you can download this, come back to it, and do it anytime. So while you're sat down with your eyes either completely closed or just having a very um, low gaze, I want you to start from the top of your head. Just focus from the top of your head how you, what you feel. Do you feel pain? You feel an itch. Perhaps you feel something moving. Is there a cold breeze coming down from the top of your head and your scalp? Come to your forehead. Are you feeling any tension there? Any prickly sensation? Extend your focus to your face. Do you feel your eyeballs moving underneath your eyelid? Can you feel your nose as the nostrils flare out and in as you take in your breaths? Are you feeling any sensation on your cheeks or your chin? Take note of them. You're not to change them. You're to notice them, acknowledge them, and move on. We'll come down to the neck. What do you feel there? Do you feel perhaps a strain at the back of your neck? 
come downwards to your shoulders. Are you feeling some tightness? Probably some shoulder stiffness. Any pain? Come from down from your shoulders to your arms, to your forearm and your hands. Do you feel any tingling sensations? Any coldness on your palms, your arms, or your fingertips? Any shaking? And so we come to the chest. How does it feel? Can you feel your chest rise as you breathe in and fall as you breathe out? Can you feel your tummy as you come down even lower? Now shift your attention to your back, the whole of your back from the base of your neck to your lower back. Do you have any pain, any tightness? I want you to go downwards to your bottom area that is in contact with the chair. Does it feel warm? Does it feel cool? Do you feel any discomfort, any pressure? Now come over to the front. Do you feel any pain, any discomfort? Do you feel the cool breeze? And go down your thighs, your thighs, both left and right. How do they feel? Do they feel tense? Do they feel heavy? You're not going to move them. You're going to notice what they feel like. And then you move on to your knees. How do they feel? Do they feel hot? Perhaps they're a bit more heavy. Perhaps they are stiff. Or perhaps you can feel a little bit of a puffiness or fullness. Let's go down to your legs. How are your calves? You feel any tension there? Probably from walking up and down. They're probably a bit more tense at the moment, or maybe relaxed. How about your shin? Are you feeling the wind blow up against it? And then we go to the top of your feet, down to your toes. Any itchy sensation, any prickly sensation. And then you move on to the sole of your feet from the toes down to the heel. Any tickly sensation, any pain. Take a deep breath in and out. And that's it. It takes a few minutes 
But what it does is it just makes you aware of the changes in your body. It makes you aware of how you're feeling in the moment and it increases your self-awareness. Today's practice, I hope it has helped you. And if it has, share it with someone. Don't forget, please, we would like to know, leave a review. Let us know how this has helped you. And if you would like to get the show notes, I'd like you to go on to www.drduni.com forward slash podcast and you will be able to get access to the show notes and the relevant learnings from this session. You'll also be able to get um, a snippet just of the activity we've done today so that if you want to replay that over and over again when you want to do your practice to increase your self-awareness, you will have that available to you. It's been an absolute pleasure being here with you, talking about this way that we can improve our well-being on a consistent basis, how we as mothers can increase our self-awareness so that we know when things are not going the way we want them to, or perhaps when we can make adjustments or do things differently. I am Dr. Duny. I'm a mom empowerment coach a family doctor and the best-selling author of the book, Every Mom is a Supermom. Go be that awesome mom that you are. Remember, self-care is not selfish. We're all about your well-being of mind, soul, spirit, and body. Do take care. Have a beautiful day. And until next time, have an amazing day. And stay well. <laughs>